Hello, this is Rabbi Rob Doberson, and welcome to this edition of Wrestling and Dreaming. One of the goals that I have for this podcast is to share some of my favorite Torah commentaries. Some of the commentaries that I call my favorites are those which take a second look, a different look, a look from a different perspective at an individual, a character in the story of the Torah, or a verse or a word that's used in the course of telling the story. Sometimes we fall into the trap of always reading the stories in the exact same way, and some commentary open our eyes to a different way of looking at the story, which whether we accept it or reject it, gives us a chance to wrestle with the story one more time and in a different way. And I love those kind of commentaries, and I've shared many of them over the course of this podcast. But another form of commentary, which are my favorites, are those that are just, that are just so marvelously creative that they show how much, in essence, fun Torah study can be, how enjoyable it can be, how, how it, creative it can be in helping us to work with words or letters or phrases in different ways. Now, I love word games. Uh, even long before Wordle uh, showed up on the internet, I love playing word games, crossword puzzles, brain teasers of that kind. So some of the commentaries that I particularly love, even though they are clearly not the shot, the intended meaning of the text, shows this wonderful ability that people have to play with words and with letters. And that's the commentary I want to share with you today is an example of that. And in fact, I'm going to add to that commentary a little bit, moving in a slightly different direction because it was written in the 19th century. And I think I can give a 21st century version of at least part of the commentary. So the commentary is from the Khatam Sofer, European rabbi in the 19th century. Uh, and again, I'm going to bring it up to date a little bit and give it a different perspective using the same style that he did of playing with letters and words. The commentary has to do with three words which are repeated over and over again in the course of the Torah's description of the building of the Mishkan, the tabernacle, the traveling and portable sanctuary our people took, built and took through the desert in the wanderings to the land of Canaan. Now, what he's going to say is clearly not the pshat, it's not the intended meaning, but it's a wonderful, wonderful example of wordplay using Torah. The words that the Katam Sofer focused on are three of the elements that were used for the building of the tabernacle. Zahav, Chesef, Nechoshet. We see that over and over again. Zahav is gold, Chesef is silver, Nechoshet is copper. These three elements, Zahav, Chesef, and Nechoshet, form the basis for this wonderful commentary. Now, I should say there might have been a question that was bothering him, which is, why did they need such fancy materials in the Mishkan? Or perhaps to try to discourage people from feeling that we have to build our sanctuaries with gold, silver, and copper. But he didn't quite say that. He just gave this commentary. And so maybe those, this was his reason for teaching it. Maybe he just wanted to play with the words. I'm not sure. But the important thing is the commentary itself. Zahav, Chesef, and gold, silver, and copper. We're going to start with the second word, the word Kesef, because it's it, the way he presented it, and I think it's the best way to do it. So if you think of the word Kesef, you know Hebrew, Kaf, Samech, Fe. 
Kaf. He says the Kaf stands for the word Kippur, as in Yom Kippur. The Samech stands for Sukkot, the holiday of Sukkot. And the Fe, put a Dagesh in the Fe, it turns into a Pe, and that's Pesach and Purim. So out of the words Kesef, he gets Yom Kippur, Sukkot, Pesach, Purim. Now go to Nechoshet, copper. The Nun, he says, stands for Ner, candle, lights, obviously a reference to Hanukkah. The Chet is for Chodesh, Rosh Chodesh, the beginning of the new month, which is a half holiday, a semi-holiday in Jewish tradition. And he also includes Rosh Hashanah into that because even though Rosh Hashanah is not considered Rosh Chodesh, it still comes at the first day of the month. It's just that the celebration of Rosh Hashanah supersedes the celebration of Rosh Chodesh. But he lumps it together because it comes at the first of the month. And whenever you're playing word games, you have to have a little bit of uh, flexibility. So Rosh Hashanah is included in Chodesh. The Shin stands for Shavuot, the third of the three uh, pilgrimage festivals, or the second, depending on how you look at it. And the Taf stands for Ta'anit, fast days. Or you could say just Tisha B'Av, the most important of the fast days, other than Yom Kippur. So, so far we have Yom Kippur, Sukkot, Pesach, Purim, Chanukah, Rosh Chodesh, Rosh Hashanah, Shavuot, and Ta'anit, fast days. All of the holidays of the year. Now let's go back to the word Zahav gold. The first letter in Zahav is Zion. Zion is the seventh letter in the Hebrew alphabet, and when you use gematria, when you let letters stand for numbers, it stands for the number seven, which obviously refers to Shabbat, the seventh day of the week. And now here's where I'm going to part company with Hatam Sofer. I'll give you his explanation of the hay and the bet in, uh, in the word Zahav, and then I'll give you my own. He says the hay and the bet stands for the numbers five and two, again, the fifth and second letters of the Hebrew alphabet, which are the two days during the week when we read the Torah. We read the Torah on Monday, the second day of the week, and on Thursday, the fifth day of the week. So he says that the word Zahav means Shabbat, Monday, and Thursday, or Shabbat, Thursday, and Monday, if we follow the order of the words. And he says these are the days on which we read Torah. And apparently he feels that the Torah is our sanctuary in essence, is, it, is the proof of the presence of God in our community, the way the Mishkan, the tabernacle was. And so these words, Zahav, Chesef, Unichoshet, refer to all the days that we read Torah. I think that's beautiful. But I'm going to change it just a little bit. And I'm going to go back to the word Zahav and accept the fact, obviously, that, that Zion is Shabbat. But I'm going to look back at all of the others and say, what about the holidays in our tradition? What about the newer holidays in our tradition, the newer observances, whether we read Torah on them or not? And so I'm going to look at the letter He in Zahav as not referring to Thursday and the Bet as Monday, but I'll look at the letter He as referring to Yom HaShoah and Yom HaAtzma'ut, Holocaust Memorial Day and Lahavdil to make a separation Independence Day of the State of Israel, that these two important holidays have to be added to the list someplace, and I'm going to add them there. And then I'm going to look at the bet, 
And I'm going to say, what are all these holidays about? That the days that we come together as a people or as a family to recognize the importance of a particular moment, whether it's history, whether it's a sense of community, whether it's hope, whatever it symbolizes, that these holidays are what bring us together as a community as the Mishkan brought the people together in the desert. That these holidays really are what brings us together as family and as community. So I'm going to look at the bet in two different ways in the letter in the word Zahav. First, as Beit Knesset, as the synagogue, the place where we observe so many of the holidays. But we don't observe all of the holidays in the synagogue. We observe many of the holidays, all of them in some way, at home, by it, another bet. So I'm going to look at the word Zahav, and I'm going to say it refers to Shabbat. Yom HaTzma'ut, Yom HaShoah, which rounds out the holidays of the year. And then the bet are the two focuses of our lives when we observe the holidays. The home, where so many home rituals emphasize the importance of the day. And the Beit Knesset, where we gather together the synagogue, where we gather together to recognize the important moments of our history and our hopes for the future as a people. It seems to me that whether one observes all of the holidays, half of them, some of them, a few of them, these are the moments that we focus on as Jews. We focus on everyday miracles, of course. We sense, we, we should sense the sacred around us at all times. But these days, these holidays, all of the ones that Khatam Sofer mentioned and the ones that I added, whether we observe them at home or at the synagogue or both, are really the way that we focus our attention on God, on our people, on the values and meaning of our tradition and our hopes for the future. I hope you've enjoyed this little wordplay and I encourage you to not only keep up with the word games you use, whether it's Wordle or any other, but that you take the time also to recognize the magic of wordplay when it comes to Torah study. Until next time, thank you.